For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I once heard a story uh, about a, a man who was getting up there in years, and uh, he was worried that his wife was, was getting hard of hearing. And uh, there were some communication issues with them recently, and he was wondering if, if she was, you know, if there was something going on, she was losing her, her hearing. And so he decided one night to set up a test. Uh, she was sitting in her chair, her back to him, and he began at the back of the room where he would sort of be as far back as he could. And he would just sort of, uh, he would then say, um, can you hear me? And he'd say it quietly. Uh, and wait for a response. So can you hear me? But, but nothing. He heard nothing. And so then he took a few steps closer. Gets a few steps closer. He says it again. In a low voice, can you hear me? Nothing. Okay. At this point, he's, he's starting to get a little bit concerned. He takes a step closer again. Quietly says, can you hear me? No response. And so now he's, he's, he's starting to get worried. He's trying to think through what are, the, what are the implications? Who do we need to talk to? What's going to be the process? And um, hearing aids, I don't know anything about hearing aids. And that's all going through his head. And as he's processing this, and he takes one step closer again. He gets right in behind her in a, in a slightly louder voice because he's worried at this point. He says, can you hear me? And his wife gets up out of the chair and looking surprisingly irritated, says, for the fourth time, yes. So I, I, th- I, think, I think sometimes we focus on what other people's issues are, sometimes ignoring our own uh, and, and wondering maybe, maybe the problem here is actually in my own hearing. Uh, and, and coming back to that question, I think this is what Jesus, one of the things Jesus wants to confront us with here today in Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 1, where he says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Um, This has become one of the most famous verses in the Bible. Judge not. In fact, it's become something of a Canadian uh, identity marker, right? This idea of, I'm I'm not going to judge you. You can't judge me. Jesus says, we can't judge each other. Uh, But um, we're going to see that there's nuance to actually what's, what's going on here. Um, I think part of what Jesus is getting at is, again, this expectation for mercy that, that, that God pours out in large measure into our lives mercy and love and grace. And there's an expectation that we then are going to pour that out into others. That blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. And this idea of forgiveness and grace. And so, again, this idea of that if, if we've been spared the judgment of God, then that needs to change the way that we interact with other people. But we, we continue here in verse 3. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? Uh, he's using hyperbole here and talking this image of, of oh, so you've got sawdust in your eye. Oh, let me, let me help you with that sawdust. Meanwhile, we've got this plank sticking out of ours. Um, but he says, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. But there is here, within here, a, an expectation Not that we ignore the speck in their eye, but we need to deal with ours first. And once we deal with ours, the expectation is to help. Then you can help with the speck in your brother's eye and help clear out his eye. First deal with your own stuff. 
And so this idea of judgment coming first on ourselves. Then he says in verse 6, Do not give to dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Uh, dogs in this day weren't the loving house pets that we know now. They are wild dogs. They carry disease. They're vicious. They're dangerous. They can turn on you in an instant. Um, th- that's the kind of dogs. And pigs uh, were obviously this, this unholy animal. Again, they were vicious. They were dirty. They were unclean. Um, and it's, it's what's interesting, though, is how does this verse fit with the previous? It seems like it's way out of left field. And even more so when we see the previous verse is Jesus saying, don't judge, but actually what he's saying here is, um, don't, be careful, be careful what we, what we give, how we interact, how we, uh, how we pour out our lives for the sake of people who are like pigs and dogs, who are vicious, who are just going to turn around and bite, who, who don't care, who are just going to trample. And he says, actually use judgment. So first don't judge. And then right after he says, use judgment. Um, it would seem here that um, what we really need to do is first and foremost, Jesus is saying um, that we need to examine ourselves first. That's first and foremost, that we need to check our own hearts. We need to look at the, the logs in our own eye. And then we need to use judgment in terms of how we help those around us uh, and then also use our judgment not being judgmental, but sort of, as it said, being sort of innocent as doves and shrewd as snakes, who, how we interact, um, who we put our lives before, um, who, who, who we entrust with our lives and with the, the, the value, the holiness that, that we have. So there's sort of this, this judge, judging that needs to happen, this judgment. Uh, verse 7. Uh, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. Um, so we, we've started the Sermon on the Mount with uh, first this, this call to brokenness, that we <laughs> are poor in spirit. Um, and the process that goes in along with that. And we, we walk through that in the Beatitudes. Later, Jesus tells us how to pray. Um, and specifically, it's, it's how do we live out this Sermon on the Mount. It's, it's one sermon. And it's Jesus saying, this is what it looks like to follow me. And, and so he, he said, tells us how to pray in the heart that we're have, to have in prayer, praying to God the Father, praying uh, that his will be done. And then he, he talks here about persistence in prayer, the importance of this kind of uh, persistence. Or which of you, if a son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And so I think the prayer here and the knocking is about hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And that's sort of a theme all the way through where Jesus said, blessed are you with the, the, the crux of the Beatitudes. Blessed are you when you hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then, and then what does that look like? And, you know, the, the core of not just the external, but also the internal, not having anger, not having lust, um, you know, keeping our word, those sort of things. Jesus paints the picture of what that kind of righteousness looks like and then how do we achieve it? You know, we, we ask God for it. And if we seek for it, if we, if we, if we knock for it, if we, if we go after it and ask, then God who loves us as a father will give us these good things. And so it's, it's all one idea being stretched out. 
as well as how to spot and remove the log from our own eyes. Um, those are the things that I think Jesus is saying, pray for it, ask for it, seek for it, um, knock, and, and God will provide that kind of righteousness in our lives. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also for them, for this is the law and prophets. We know this as uh, the golden rule. Jesus didn't invent the golden rule. It was a maxim that was going around at the time, but um, he sort of uses it as a summary, uh, a way to decide moral issues in a thousand cases without the need for multiple case law. Uh, and so, so he's, he's using this as, as again, uh, to, to, to singe it on our consciousness, again, of being other-centered, of loving others uh, as we love ourselves. For the gate, uh, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide that is easy, that leads to destruction, and those who enter it by it are many. Uh, for the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Um, setting up again that the followers of Jesus follow Jesus, and that the way is hard and it's narrow. And, and what is the way? Well, it's, it's what Jesus has been describing in the sermon of what it actually looks like to follow Jesus is not just making a profession of faith, but actually pursuing this life, hungering and thirsting after righteousness. What is righteousness? Well, it's, it's holiness as he lays it out here in his sermon asking for it, seeking it. And life is found at the end of the road and also along the way. Um, as, we, as we wrap up this section where, where it seems like Jesus is bringing in um, some loosely connected ideas, um, I, I think one thing that sticks with me is that Jesus is really gracious to the lost, to those who are on the broad path. We see Jesus and the woman who's caught in adultery, Jesus and Zacchaeus, um, over and over again, the woman who's washing Jesus' feet of ill repute. Um, we All these people, Jesus is so gracious. He's known for being so gracious to those who are lost, those who are in darkness, those who are on that path that leads to destruction. Jesus is so gracious. But he's then also really hard on those who claim to be in. Jesus, he was merciless on the Pharisees. He once called Peter the devil. For those who claim to be in and walking the narrow path, Jesus, Jesus is really hard and, and he has hard sayings and he's calling us to holiness and nothing less. Sometimes we get it backwards. And we think we're difficult and, and we judge those who are in darkness who don't know Jesus and, and unfairly, I, I think, judge people for not following Jesus when they don't love Jesus, they don't know Jesus. And why can we judge people for not following Jesus when they don't know Jesus? But for those who are inside the church, for those who are claiming to follow Jesus, sometimes maybe we have too much patience and mercy for each other. We know that someone is saying that they're on the way, that they're following Jesus, but their life maybe is a hot mess, their relationships, their anger, their temper, we're gracious with those who are in. And Jesus takes the opposite route. We throw scorn on those outside. And maybe we're too gracious at times to each other. And not that we need to be judgmental, but we need to hold each other accountable because the way is narrow. And, and Jesus says, first and foremost, we need to be hard on ourselves. That, that look for the log in our eye that the way is narrow, but it leads to life, and that God is calling us to holiness, and he doesn't want us to cheat and try and find life in all of these other broken places. In truth and in love, God is calling on us 
to follow him. And for me, I think a helpful verse is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, where Paul says, And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. It doesn't say be judgmental. It doesn't say condemn. But we have a responsibility for those who say they're on the way, those who say, hey, I'm following Jesus. I want to walk this path. We have a responsibility, he says here, too, to help the weak, those who, those who are struggling, those who are stumbling, to come alongside them and help them. That we need to help each other when we're struggling. Um, to encourage, uh, encourage the faint-hearted. Those, those who, those, again, those who need encouragement, those who are feeling like they're end of it all, we need to encourage, but also we need to admonish the idol, those who aren't walking, those who are straying on the path. We need to admonish in love. If, if we can pull the planks out of our own eyes and know that we're walking the path, then we need to come alongside in love and admonish people at times. Say, listen, you, you're, not, you're not walking the right path. You're not actually following Jesus. You're getting it wrong. Let me walk with you. Let me show you. Let me lead you. Let, let's go together. We need to be very gracious in showing the way to those who aren't on the way, but for those who are on the way, God, we, need, we need to hold each other accountable, encourage each other, and help each other, and being patient with everyone, it says here. And so, um, it's a, a difficult passage as we, as we sort of end, close up the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, be holy as I am holy. The expectation on us um, is big, um, but... He says that those who follow the way, it leads to life. And so, um, are we following Jesus? And I think the heart of this is we look first and foremost to our own lives. Is there a log in my eye? Am I not following in something? Is there an obstacle in my own life? Am I hard of hearing? And we deal with that and we work with that constantly. And as we do, then we look at the speck in someone else's eye who says they're also following. Say, hey, let me help you get that out. I noticed this. Let's go together. Trust me, I just pulled a log out of my own eye. Your speck is nothing. Let's go. Let's do it. So um, hopefully that's a challenge and encouragement as we try and and, and follow Jesus in his sermon here um, as we walk alongside and follow him. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you uh, that you do love us and you have grace for us along the way. God, help us to see the the logs in our own eyes. God, that um, that we would deal with those. And as we deal with those walking alongside you, God, I pray that we would help hold each other accountable, that we would encourage, that we would admonish, and that we would help um, as we seek to walk towards you together because we need each other on this. There are times when we will each stumble and we'll each have stuff in our eyes. God, help us to, um, to walk with each other on that and be gracious to those who are on the narrow path. Show them mercy and love um, just as you did. Uh, God, may we, uh, may we follow you well. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk again soon.